Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Now, I've got this word to get this morning, to come this morning. Stuart rang me up and asked if I would do that. And of course, I'm more than delighted to do it. The trouble is, I've got so many things I want to say in my mind, but I cannot condense them. So I just quietly sat before the Lord and just asked what he might have me say this morning to you. As I said, there's much that I would like to, but these four ideas came into my mind. I can only believe that they're from him. Um, I'm dependent upon him, upon the Holy Spirit, more than ever. I'm beginning to realize how important a person the Holy Spirit is. He is a person. And I'm recognizing more than ever that I can't do anything apart from his power. We must take that on board as a church. It's only through the Holy Spirit's power that you can achieve anything. And as I was quietly sitting in the room just praying and asking God just to give me a word for today, he said, think of the people who will be there and speak to them. And the first word that came into my mind was those that are worried. I'm conscious of the fact that we don't spend all our time looking at our own navel. I know there's work to be done out there. It's a terribly needy world. We had a wonderful conversation just yesterday afternoon talking about the children who were on drugs. And they are volunteer rangers, and they go around behind the school through Washingwell Woods on a totally voluntary basis, picking up rubbish and telling me what they were picking up. We have a great need out there. We've got a, a country which is doing its best to alienate everybody from religion. They don't want to be part of our national life. It's going out of the center of our politics. And yet, amidst it all, there's a gray awareness, almost beneath the surface, that to exclude God is absolutely mad. We need the strength and force of religion. So I'm just not this morning wanting to encourage us to look, as it were, inwardly and become occupied with ourselves. That's the whole problem many today. They say that, um, I, I just heard it on the radio, he said that something like this, um, man believes he's self-made and worships his maker. Something like that. I didn't quite the idea of it, but I, I got the idea that somehow the, the idea of the eternal God and us as being his creatures and submitting to him is somewhat strange and alien. But it's a fact. God made us, not ourselves. And we're dependent upon him. So what I'm going to say this morning, in many ways, is to, has to do with us. But it only has to do with us that we can get ourselves sorted out and right so that we can be a blessing. Do you get the idea? It's not me going out here walking on air and feeling very confident and happy with everything. It's me getting sorted out so that I can go out and help others who need sorting out. 
And I hope maybe at the end of our service there'll be an opportunity for ministry. And if someone feels this morning that some of the things I touch upon is very relevant to you and you would like help, remember, I can't help, but the Holy Spirit can, and we can pray for you. So after the service this morning when we're having coffee, if you feel that you would like prayer or you want to share something, do feel free to come forward and those, I'm sure, will be here, and I will be one of them, to minister to you. And the first word that came to me as I was just waiting upon the Lord was this idea of worry. And the other day I was just walking on my own. Actually, I think I was walking through the, through the park here, and I said, Lord, I'm sorry that I do worry sometimes. I get very concerned and scared, and I'm wondering how long I've got uh, to live, wondering whether I might just drop down dead as I'm walking around and what will happen and how will Ruth get to know and all sorts of things go through your mind. Particularly when I got to talk to someone this week with a friend of mine of many years standing and he's about two year, months younger than me and he, he just died in his sleep. And it just kind of concentrates the mind and you think, oh, dear me, this will happen to me one day. Worry. I wonder this morning if I'm talking to someone who's absolutely anxious. Now, sometimes when I speak to people about this, I say, well, it's natural. And it is natural to worry. It is natural to panic. It is natural to allow your imagination to run away with you and to imagine all sorts of things and absolutely paralyze yourself through worry. That, that is natural. But friends... You're a Christian, and so am I. And we've been brought into the realm of the supernatural. You say, oh, that's a bit dangerous, John. But if being born again means anything, it means becoming a new creation. It means becoming a person in whom God dwells. You're not the same anymore. A new life has begun. You've passed from darkness into light. And so these words come to us this morning afresh. And I want to read them to you from Philippians, very familiar words that you know. And this is what the word says. And I don't, it's the word I want to speak to you. Not some clever advice of mine, but just what God's word says. And this is what the Apostle Paul, and we all know something about his background. It wasn't easy by any means. And this is what he says. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, this is not asking us to rejoice about everything. That would be probably ridiculous. But in the midst of it all, to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. And here's the punchline. Do not worry about anything. Anything, eh? You must be joking. Hey, hang on, that's what it's read. Let's read what it says. Do not worry about anything. Do you believe that these word, this word is inspired? Do you, you believe that God's promises cannot fail? Of course you do. We all do, mentally. But under the radar, 
we panic. Now, this is not a word against you. I'm the same. We're all Jock Thompson's bands. But God is saying something to us today, my dear friends, that you can live life at a different level. You don't have to be crippled today by worry and anxiety. You can be released from that in the power of the Holy Ghost. God is able to give you that strength today. So what he says, do not worry about anything. Lord, help me. Tell me. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. Here is a little word for you today. How's your prayer life? Honestly. You know, we talk a lot, we sing a lot. But how's your prayer life? You know, to get this kind of peace that we're talking about this morning is costly. It really does mean risking everything. For you not to worry about anything. My health, my finances, my relationships. Don't worry. Are you serious? Well, God is. He doesn't want you to worry. Because worry cancels your effectiveness out. We become like the rest. There's nothing distinctive about us. But when the world meets men and women who do not worry, I tell you something now, there's seven day notice. There's not many people around like that. Do not worry, he says, about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, that's just asking God, coming simply to say, Lord, help me, but coming sincerely, And coming to him in prayer with thanksgiving, never let that be lost on us. We come this morning to the Eucharist, the Lord's table. Eucharist just means thanksgiving. We'd be coming to thank him for that blood that was shed, his life that was given, so that you and I might be redeemed. And we've come thankfully. We've given thanks this morning, rightly so. So we come in our prayers with thanksgiving, And this is what he says. If we'll do that, if we'll do that, this is the result. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, imagine it. (laughs) Imagine that kind of peace. That sort of peace that passes all understanding. Will God your heart the heart, the center of our feelings, where we get scared to death, we get anxious, we get palpitations, we get scared, and it begins to race, we panic. Shall guard your heart. And here's the wonderful thing. And your mind. I think some of us get tortured about our mind. My dear brother, my dear sister, John, listen to your own words. Do not be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And 
the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind. In Christ Jesus. It's all in him. Now, I'm going to stop for a second and just ask you a question, really. I've just said a few words there. Incredible words. Do we believe it? Really believe that? We've just given ourselves a recipe for knowing peace. Who's going to give their hearts to that? You know, many Christians fall apart. I watched that program last night on Whitney Houston. I don't know if anybody else did. Very moving. And that girl, even to the very end, is quoting scripture. There was something put into that girl. She was a, a Christian girl with a phenomenal voice that they reckoned God had given. It was an incredible voice. And her story is tremendous, but 38 years of age, she's dead through drugs and abuse. It's heartbreaking. And then the little girl that was born is dead through the use of drugs at 22. I watched that program, I was hurt, deeply distressed by it. And I'm thinking, Lord, we as Christians have got to do something in our world. Some of us have not got a very long time to wait before we call it the glory. God knows, only God knows. But what are we going to do in this world to make this world a better place? I suggest to you, by learning not to worry. If we could take that recipe out to our broken world, we'd see transformation, friends. But sometimes we talk to our neighbors and our friends and we just share with them and say, oh, it's tragic, it's sad. The word is, do not worry. Oh, and time will go flying. So let me just tell you what the other verse that came to me. I thought, maybe you're not worrying this morning. Some of you aren't, and I appreciate that. Some of you don't worry. Thank God for that. Some of you are in the good of what I've been talking about. You're walking in this. Thank God for that. You walk confidently through life. You trust Him in all circumstances. And we give, we give glory to God for you. But there's some people this morning I'm talking to who are just plain weary. You're tired. You're tired of doing good and sometimes you're getting nothing but attacks. And I was reading just the other day that the church is the only army in the world that shoots its own soldiers. Sometimes that's the hardest bit, isn't it? When we are finding, and that's one of the things we want in a fellowship, you become a close-knit fellowship. It doesn't mean that we embrace everything that everybody does. It just means that we show love to everybody. And we accept one another. You know, in Ephesians, we read about the armor of God and the armor is all for frontal attack. The breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. There's no provision made for the back. 
It's pretty nasty when a Christian stabs you in the back. Isn't it? There's no protection, provision for that. Weary in well-doing. Jesus says to you this morning, my dear brother, my dear sister, come unto me. And don't go to him or her. Come unto me, Jesus said. Listen, we have limitations to what we can do in our efforts to help. We're finite beings. We have a, a limit upon our sympathy. We can't take too much. We get wiped out. He says, come unto me, Jesus, the great physician, the greatest heart specialist that ever was. He says, come unto me. All you labor and are weary and carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Very simply, come to him this morning. Yield to him. Give him everything. Come unto me, he says. And rest. He can give that to us. He's promised that. That's a promise in his word. He cannot fail. And then I thought, there are some of us who are wavering. Oh. And those words came to me this morning. Now if you're unwilling to serve the Lord, choose his day whom you will serve. I can't think of a worse state to be in than to be in that valley of indecision. You know, we're not quite sure whether we should give everything to the Lord or hold a little bit back. Well, here's somebody who's been around for a few years, and I'm telling you now, it's not worth holding anything back. If I have any regrets at all in life, it'd be in those times when I've been rather cautious and careful. And sometimes faith is spelt risk, R-I-S-K. My word this morning to those of you who may be wavering, you're just not 100% certain whether you want to go all the way or just want to just drift out. God wants us to run that race to the very last call. doesn't matter how old we are today. You've got all the time left for you to do the will of God. Do you realize that? All the time you need to do the will of God. And maybe from this moment, you say, Lord, from now on, it's all together you. Now, you may have to repeat that day by day. Once off is not enough. It's a regular, habitual way of saying, here I am, Lord. When you wake up in the morning, take my life and let it be holy, only, all for thee. And that will not send you off maybe into a monastery, but it will challenge you in every area of your life, in every relationship, in everything that you do. God will be part of that decision-making. You surrender to Him. He is Lord. And you're out to do His will. I say, no longer put off that. Well, I want to finish now. and I finish with another W, shall I? Wait upon the Lord. Not thinking of those words, but not just those words only, but in Isaiah that I put in my Bible, um, which read these words 
Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, oh, by the way, that's our Father, He isn't faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary. And the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Are you feeling weak this morning? Can I encourage you to put your hand and faith in God this morning and walk out of that door strong in the Lord and in the power of His might? That's what we're talking about this morning. We have that lovely story, don't we, when the Lord was raised from the dead and the promise of the Father was that the Holy Spirit would come in His place. When the Holy Spirit has come. I read some lovely words of Leslie Newbegin, and he said, you know, he said, the resurrection wasn't the reversal of a defeat. It was the declaration of a victory. Oh, I like that. The victory on the cross of what Christ has won for us. And that resurrection was a declaration of that. The promise of the Spirit is for you. Tarry here until he comes. Wait for the coming of the Spirit. And then on that wonderful morning of Pentecost, the Spirit fell. The Spirit fell. Wait. Wait for the Lord. Wait for God to come. One of the things that I was really blessed with in the turning, and that's a, a wonderful ministry that I've just been, we've been involved in just this year. But one of the ideas is that on the night before we go out, or the morning before we set out, we enter into this period of soaking, just waiting before God, praising Him, worship. It's wonderful. And then after an hour or more of that, we go out onto the streets and talk to people and just tell them that God loves them and shares with them. All manner of different ways of sharing your faith. You may have your particular way. I'm not arguing how it's done. There's different ways of doing things, and we need to be sensitive. And some of you can reach people that I cannot, and you, I can reach people you cannot. And there's, there's a whole, it's just a question of you getting this vision of being filled with the Spirit of God. Don't worry about the people next door. Don't worry, worry whether they are going 100% for God or not. That's not your concern. Your concern is about you. How about you? And uh, if you wait upon God, and we, that's what we, we just waited upon God. And waiting is not an easy thing, is it? We get very impatient. We're doers, really, most of us, anyway. We are active. And yet God is saying to us, I don't want you to become active anymore. I want you now to realize that I, if I'm going to work through you, you're going to have to wait for me to anoint you in that ministry. And it's a question of just waiting before God, saturating yourself in His presence. It's going to demand time. It's going to demand a certain amount of energy and commitment. You maybe have to put things to one side that you would normally do, but you sit there and you say, Lord, I want my life to count for you, and I want your Spirit to fill me. 
Do it now. Do it now. I'm saying do it now. Do it now in your way so that I might serve you acceptably with reverence and with godly fear. Our time is gone. But after the service, if you feel God has been speaking to you, and I'm not asking you to create anything as if it's not so, but if he has, I want to minister today to you. Minister. And that ministry could be in the areas of healing. It could be what your need is today, what you feel God's speaking to you about. Why not, at the end of the service, come forward and, and, and have a share and have a word. And we'll try and get one or two of the other folk who are used to ministry to join with us so that we can be a, a team to help one another on in God. Lord, I hope I've delivered what you've asked me to deliver. For those that are worrying and beside themselves with worry, who are being prevented from moving on in God because of this constant, debilitating worry, weary, those that were weary. Um, I don't know if that's you. And there were some that I had who were wavering. And you need to make that commitment. You need to really break through and say, Lord, you and you only. Well, we're going to wait on God after this. And let him do it. I cannot do anything. None of us can do anything. This is God's work. But I'm convinced that we can be, we can achieve things that we haven't yet dreamed of. I believe the possibilities are immense in this congregation this morning. We're smaller than number, but you don't need numbers. We just need men and women who love the Lord and fear nothing else but sin, as Wesley would say. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.